Hey guys, Big Dave here. Uh, welcome to Big Dave's Small Bites, my latest creation that's a little bit blog, a little bit podcast, and always a good time. It was my interview with Dr. Ben Bocchicchio that inspired me to try this new format. Uh, a few months ago, I had Dr. Ben on my Healthy Happy Hour live web series, and we had a great conversation. Uh, Dr. Ben is a super smart guy. He has not one, but two PhDs, and he's been in the fitness game for over 50 years. He's seen every trend come and go, and along the way he's built a body of knowledge about exercise physiology that I think few people in the world can match. Now, as soon as we finished the interview, my brother called me up and he told me that his head was spinning. He's like, uh, I think this guy just knows so much that it comes pouring out all at once, and so he didn't even know uh, where to make head or tail of it. Uh, so what I'm trying to do with this little series uh, is to tease apart some of the points that Dr. Ben made, maybe provide a little bit of context, and get into the various topics that we discussed through both the original audio and some written articles as well. So I hope you enjoy. One of the first subjects we talked about is the difference between what Dr. Ben considers exercise versus what he refers to as activity. Exercise is done purposely for a therapeutic benefit where activity is done for sport, or for competition, or recreation, or just for fun. In his SMART system, it all comes down to the intensity of the movement. Exercise requires a burst of energy or strength, and it's over with quickly, but it requires a lot of recovery time. Activity, on the other hand, is the easier, longer-term, more steady-state type of movement, and it's something we can do every day. His ideas line up nicely with what might be called an ancestral point of view looking at how our hunter-gatherer ancestors probably lived. Here, have a listen to what Dr. Ben has to say. So this whole system is based on giving you the biggest bang for your buck for your time and energy. I like that. And it's not like, it's not like more is better. More can be damaging. More can be overwhelming. More can produce stress hormones, cortisol, which doesn't allow you to uh, uh, draw fat from storage. I mean, so, it, 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 and, and if you think about the... the um, anthropology of this, this development of the, of the metabolism, if we had to go out and hunt every day and, and drag down a, a behemoth and then drag it and cut it and eat it, and then every day we had to run away from a predator, you know, we would be dead after three or four days. We would have no energy. You have to... So our whole genetic experience was a lot of hard work, a, a, a high level of hard work, which is yeah. kind of redundant, but intermittently... So we can survive, we can recover, we can now eat the food, we can rest, we can be ready to go again. Yeah. If we did it on a daily basis, we would have become prey. We couldn't run, we couldn't hide, we couldn't think, okay? So it's not something that is metabolically feasible or, or optional on a daily basis. The twice a week that I've developed seems to be pretty much a universal concept. Can some people do more? Very few. <laughs> I don't care if you're a world-class athlete. When, and I'm talking about high intensity. Activity now is a different subject than exercise. Activity means we strolled around and walked about four, or five or six miles a day as developing species, okay? And we, we strolled around at about 3.5 miles an hour, and we know that because even in modern-day uh, tests, 85% of all people, no matter their size or even age, are most metabolically efficient between 3.3 and 3.7 miles an hour walking. 
Hmm. So it tells me that's how the herd, the tribe, the people moved around to get to where they were going. Yeah. Also, interestingly, at that same speed is the highest rate of cognition. In other words, if you go slower, you could probably absorb more information. If you go too fast, you can't absorb the information as fully. So it also tells me that the brain had to be working very actively to know, understand the surroundings, the threats, the advantages of places. So it's very much correlated and interesting and in, in hardwired into our DNA. So there are some real benefits to doing activity every day. And in fact, Dr. Ben says that it's necessary for us to stay alive. But his focus is exercise, the application of strength training specifically to achieve weight loss and better health. Here we talk about the beneficial effects of high-intensity exercise. In Dr. Ben's view, these fall into two categories, the local effect, meaning the taxation of the muscle itself, and the global effect, or the way that the exercise affects the body as a whole. In his view, these effects are vitally important for achieving good health. Here's Dr. Ben. Uh, another concept I think they may be important. Yeah. In my book, it's the global and local effect of exercise. Yeah. Okay, so let me explain what that means. When I'm working my bicep, okay, that's local. It's locally working that bicep. But as a support mechanism to deliver oxygen, to get rid of carbon dioxide, to supply energy, to use glycogen, blah, 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 okay, the whole system has to work. The cardiovascular system has to work. Right. The respiratory breathing system, the hormone system, yeah. um, the nervous system, and then also the skeletal system is attached. So the muscle system is the system in your physiology and your body function that drive all of those other reactions, drive all of those other systems. It is the generator. Our hearts, our lungs, our nervous system, our brains would not be developed to the extent that they are if it were not for the impetus, if it was not for the instigation produced by muscle taxation. Hmm. We wouldn't need hearts that can beat, you know, twice as fast, three times as fast, deliver four times as much blood, or or breathing uh, volume uh, can go up, you know, delivering eight or ten times the volume of oxygen we can at rest if it were not for the taxation of the muscle system. The right. brain would not have to function as quickly, as adroitly, as con- in a concentrated manner if it wasn't for, you know, trying to hunt down food to survive or running away from a predator. And that's all instigated by muscle action. So the muscle system is a very, very powerful, very productive, and very underrated, I think, metabolic tool, metabolic system. So it's possible to use the muscle system as a lever to achieve greater health in the other systems of the body, like the heart, the lungs, and hormones. According to Dr. Ben, the best way to do that is by strength training. And one of the keys to his smart workout is high intensity through slow movement. This seems contradictory, so I asked him about it, why the slow movement is so important and how it can help uh, both achieve greater effects uh, with more safety. Here's what he had to say. The slowness, what's the advantage of the slowness? Couple, couple big advantages. The slowness produces much less force and the force is now applied or the tension is applied to the muscle and reduced from the joints. The faster you move, the more the joints come into play. The joints are the weak link. We don't want to stress the joints necessarily. We want to tax the muscles. So the slowness reduces kinetic energy or momentum and keeps the muscle loading. As it's loading constantly because of that speed or lack of speed, um, these metabolites, these byproducts build up. When they build up to a certain what we call threshold level, Mm -hmm. the body, a healthy body, a reasonably healthy body, 
is going to respond and adapt upwardly if given time to recover and recuperate. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's it's mechanical, but it's also very effective metabolically because we're not allowing that muscle to rest. Mm-hmm. We are building up, which is what we want to do. It's like air in a balloon. We want to keep pumping. If every time we blow into the balloon, we let it out, but by going up fast and just letting the weight down, right? It, this is a kind of a futile situation. We may not reach threshold. We could reach exhaustion, but not threshold. So it, it, maybe that's intricate to understand, but it, it's the best way to to be safe and then therefore have a lifelong kind of a, of a habit of doing productive exercise. And it's also the best way metabolically to stimulate this high level of response and to recoup those type two B fibers we were talking about. Yeah. And yeah. so, and it's, it's, this is a lifelong process. People say to me, well, Dr. Ben, how long do I have to exercise? To what age? I tell them, I think you should exercise until two days after you die, just to make sure you're dead. <laughs> I like that. Exercise is a part you cannot be healthy, in my opinion, without exercise. So, there you have it, folks. A couple of small bites from the man himself, Dr. Ben Bokikio. Check out the full interview on my YouTube channel, and be sure to subscribe to the Unremarkable Brain blog to get access to all the content on my website, including bonus videos and lots of other fun stuff. And if you're enjoying the Unremarkable Brain, why not share it with a friend? It will really help me to build this community and connect people who are interested in better health. Thanks, live large, and I'll see you next time.